Hi there, this is Dan Delta Collins. You're listening to Wandering DMs. Wandering DMs is broadcast live every Sunday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time on twitch.tv slash wanderingdms and also youtube.com slash wanderingdms. We hope you enjoy the show. Hi everyone, welcome to Wandering DMs. I'm Paul. And I'm Dan, and on this episode of Wandering DMs, we're going to be doing our Dungeon Design Dash Part 2. And if you recall from a couple weeks ago, Paul and I set ourselves the challenge of designing a complete dungeon adventure in one hour. Yeah, and that didn't we, go so we, well. We, we, didn't, we, didn't quite, <laughs> we didn't quite get there. No. We, got, we, we got a whole lot of monsters and a whole lot of interesting design stuff, and probably I was too talkative is probably what happened. So we didn't quite get that. We were burning hot to see the conclusion to that design challenge, so we're going to finish it live uh, today on air. Well, at least that's, that's our challenge. Maybe we'll yeah. fail again, yep. uh, but we're going to try to finish that dungeon today with no safety now. Yep. Yep. And I, I don't know, if we do this again in the future, my hope is that we could streamline it and get it down to an hour, because I think we can do this in an hour, Dan. Frankly, I'm totally hot to do that. I'm totally hot to, to, to try it again and actually get a whole a whole dungeon done in one yep. hour. I think I think if I if I am slightly less verbose, if I put me on slash verbosity low, I think that we can do that. Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> well, let's 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 look at what we have so far. Uh, here's here's our here's our current document. Uh, we have our nice twelve room uh, dungeon map, courtesy of Dyson Logos. Um, we've got uh, our title, Asymmetrical Monastery of the Deranged Berserkers. Very cool. Um, we have uh, uh, several rooms. Uh, it's a, uh, what do we have, at least half of them? Uh, what am I, yeah. one, two, three, four, five. Oh, dear, I only see five. Two, three, four, five, six. Yeah, you're right, we have six. We have six, six, six stocked. That includes intentional things that we wanted to place, and then a few random rolls, and then some placeholders where we uh, where we put in the the specials, traps, and empty yeah. rooms uh, that we have not filled in the details for. So that's interesting. I think that's going to make a very interesting discussion for us today, Dan, because we're going to really have to dig into like what are those three things? What are empty, yeah. trap, and special? What do they mean? How do you fill them in? Great. So we'll probably have ongoing argumentation as we try to do the design. Yep. And uh, as and we got a bunch of people coming in the chat, which is great to see everybody there today. And you know what? I'll 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 say this: uh, if you happen to be tuning in on YouTube, we do have the super chat available. So for the purposes of today, uh, uh, if there is a, um, a question or a comment that you really want us to see. Or in particular, if there's a design element that you need to see in this dungeon, go ahead and super chat to us, and we will we will commit to including that into the dungeon design. And if someone does that, and you don't like that, then feel free to super chat at a higher level, and then you will <laughs> we'll overwrite that with yours. So, so we're giving we're giving a voice to the viewers, Paul, and this, that's how this, we'll know how committed they are. This sounds to me like this will forever go down as the day that Wandering DM sold out. But okay. <laughs> now, let me point this out. We yeah. also have super stickers on, but I don't want to see that crap because that just that just clutters up. It's ugly. It's dumb. It's sophomoric. It just clutters up the chat. I do not want to oh, see dear. anybody using super stickers. Just stay away from that one, please. Great. I'm going to be super <laughs> aggravated if I see that. All right. So, uh, yes, please, uh, viewers, if you're if you're interested, if you're so excited to see a design element that you want in included in this adventure, feel free to super chat it to us. We will yeah. we will we will commit to including it. You want to put, put your dollar on the barrel? Okay. So let's talk about where we're at. So uh, specials, traps, and empties. Uh, I want to jump over here to my copy of the uh, expert uh, book from uh, from uh, Basic D and D. This is uh, I'm, I'm here on page uh, X fifty three for anyone following along at home. Uh, this is I generally use a lot of these charts for when I'm when I'm filling out dungeons. Um, and it includes those four results. Monster, trap, special, empty. Those are the four results you're going to get. And I'm just going to read off the paragraph here uh, for our viewers about what it says each of these things are. A monster result means that the DM should roll on a wandering monster's table to determine the type. A trap may be in an empty room or on treasure. 
A special is anything not exactly a trap, but placed for special reasons, such as a moaning room, a spinning room, illusions, and so forth. The DM should design his or her own traps or specials. And specials, sorry. Easy, and right? Where's the rest of the detail on that part? That's it. That's all you get. <laughs> <Aha>. Gotcha. <sighs> Yep. Thanks, guys. So, of course, uh, the expert book that uh, Paul's looking at has uh, David, it's the blue book here, uh, has uh, David Zeb Cook's name on the cover, and the interior says that he would co-edit it with Steve Marsh. So, uh, Zeb and Steve, thank you very much for that incredibly sketchy <laughs> assignment that comes up when you're rolling on the random tables is now you have to go design something nice. Thanks. Yeah. So of the three, I would say trap is the most straightforward, right? Like I think we all know what a yeah. trap is, right? Right? It's a a thing, a hidden a hidden danger that will probably wound the PCs. Yep, I would say yeah. probably. Right? Well, even that, right? Um, has you know, and you can think of it, it could be pit or shooting arrows or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, and you kind of have a feeling for it, but I I have had trouble in the past when I go to fill that in, and then I'm kind of at sea, and then I get lost in the like. If it's a monster, you can just go say look up this monster in the monster manual, whatever, like uh, Michael Curtis was telling us that last week. And for the traps, there, there was never any classic D&D book that actually had statistics for the traps in it. True. Um, so True. Well, that's one of the reasons why I actually sat down and made a uh, OED original edition Delta Traps Digest that I mentioned in the last episode. So we'll be using this quite heavily. Thank you for going to call yep. Yep. Uh, today and it had that actually has full stats in it so if i am pressed for time i can roll on this and just grab a snippet of text and slap it down or just look at the table and get some inspiration and i want to what i do to fill that in i want to say that if you're if you're doing this in fifth edition i feel like the dmg gives you a little more guidance on what a trap yeah. is um not a ton right it still wants you to be inventive about it but it tries to do stuff like you know here's how you figure out what the dcs should be and and, and mm -hmm. the damage and etc 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 and, and for the most part, I feel like traps fall into the realm of tradition, right? We end up with like, well, what yes. have you seen in countless adventures before? Pits, arrows, uh, falling blocks, scything blades, right? There's mm -hmm. stuff that generally we see all over the place over and over again. Um, so uh, I would argue then like the, the so the, what remains is empty and, and um, empty and special. Uh, just just yeah. for just for clarity, just to go over the different things that are in here, um, I generally don't think empty means empty. Like it's not like, yep, just bare stone, live with it, right? Usually, I still try to put a couple lines of text of what's in an empty room. Typically, what I'm trying to put in there is just set dressing stuff, stuff that maybe gives clues as to the overall use of the building or the history of the structure. Right. Uh, and in our case, we have this monastery that used to belong to a good deity and now has been taken over by uh, this sentient ooze. Um, so so at something maybe that hints at the old use case uh, is something that I like to put in empties. And then special that leaves us with special and what goes in the special. And I would say, uh, again, it's kind of funny that we just had Michael Curtis on here because I would say it's the weird stuff. Right? Generally, for special, I want something like this is a room with a bunch of pools of magical liquid, and you can only figure out what happens, what they do by drinking them. Right? And it's not it's not a trap because it's it's not hidden and it's in your face, and it might be good or it might be bad or who knows? It's a weird thing. So I, I feel like that falls in the realm of specials. Puzzles uh, fall in the room of specials. Anything that's not really pivotal to the you know. To the, to the dungeon as a whole, right? The, it's something where the players could walk in and go, huh, that's weird, and leave, and no problems. That's fine. I feel, and that's clearly what's written in the Moldvay Cook uh, BX rules. That's 100% exactly yeah. what they say yeah. there. I feel that that diverged a bit. You probably heard me say this before. That diverged a bit from when Gygax used the word special in original D&D, where I feel that's indicated to be the tentpole rooms that you mm. design and set up to begin with, and then the if you're going to randomize stuff, then it's monsters and treasures. Hmm. Um, uh, and I, to me, it feels slightly better to actually make those creative, in, you know, insane one-off things up front, dedicate an interesting room to it. But 
for the purpose of this design challenge, we've dedicated to using the, the BX tables out of uh, Mold They Cook. So we that's what we're doing here. Whether awesome. they tell us a special, we have to fill in a special. Great. Um, so this will this will we'll, uh, it'll be a little bit more my process and a little bit less Dan's process then for those special rooms. Um, mm-hmm. And I'll I'll mm-hmm. dig into how I invent them and and how I how I go about populating them because I will say it is the most challenging thing to do. Yeah, I think that's yeah, the right. the thing that really stretches your design muscles because you're just given so little guidance. Yeah, but that's fine. Agreed. Why don't we start with our one trap room, Dan? Since that's great staring us in the face and you've got your trap book out and just for context we're here we're looking at room number five um so that's uh, actually i can give a give a zoom in here there we go there's room number five up there great um so we know that the players have probably come in down through those stairs that's that's the primary entrance to the dungeon although there is an alternative of they could have come down the underground river past eight um that there is this odd leg of the dungeon up here on the north side of room two. Two had some berserkers in it, camped out by the riverside. Um, so they, they probably came in through the... We, th- we think they probably came in through the river. right? They probably don't use the entrance over by one, I think. Um, right. right. And then I think room three is a supply closet that uh, I think we had decided... Giant was Giant ants burrowing into it, I think. Yeah. Hadn't, didn't, hadn't we talked in the last episode about that actually being barricaded up or something or locked up that the, that the berserkers knew that their supplies had been infested do we do we talk about that or am i, I don't imagining recall that? that i mean okay. you must have maybe you thought of that right yeah. afterwards could you be had that had it yeah eh. it's the sort of detail <laughs> i think that i'd be happy to leave to the dm to decide okay yep, uh yep. and it may become more obvious whether that should be or should not be the case based on what's on four and five which are unknown right. at this time okay. okay so you go through that north door you go through an annoyingly diagonal passageway so screw you mappers Great. Uh, <laughs> Thank you, Jason. <laughs> uh, and you head into a fairly large room. Looks like about 30 by 40, a little bit more, th- 50 maybe, if you include yeah. the alcoves. Yeah. Um, and, okay, we got we got a couple little alcoves. Looks like there's a something in the uh, northeast alcove, some object. Uh, looks like maybe some rubble in the northwest one, Maybe interesting now i will say that anytime i see a room shaped like that with alcoves like that of course i'm thinking to the very first dungeon i ever ran through which was the uh, in holmes basic Mm -hmm. uh, what we now call the dungeon of xenopus there's a room basically shaped just like that of course you've got skeletons hidden in the cobwebbed alcoves that jump out at your first level pcs and probably eliminate them so that's Mm -hmm. what i i usually look at a room like that and just by default assume that there's skeletons in the alcoves which is probably a a bad habit now, to be in. <laughs> Dan, did we roll to determine whether or not there was going to be any treasure included with this trap? If I go back to my expert chart did we, here, did we, I see did, that there's a die roll for whether it's a trap right. or a special. And then there's looks like there should be a second die roll to to determine treasure, question mark. Maybe we got cut off. Maybe yeah, that's exactly yeah. what. Maybe we determined what was going to be in those rooms, and we didn't get to the treasure. Were, were there any of those rooms, Paul, labeled "empty trap special" that we had spe- treasure marked for? Nope. Okay, it looks like we must have gotten cut off right at that point. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Great. So yeah. uh, from this chart here, I'm seeing one to two on the d6 is going to give us treasure for our yep. trap room. Uh, I don't have any dice on me, Dan. Unfortunately, uh, viewers may know that I'm in the process of moving. Uh, hence the giant empty white room behind me. Um, <laughs> lots of things are packed, so apologies. Uh, I generally only have access to digital stuff. Of course, Dan, being super minimalist, is actually somewhat jealous of Paul's super smart room, <laughs> and I kind of wish that I was able to keep my room like that. I guess now, now that now I'm now I'm being goofy, but uh, uh, I I guess I could I could roll a d6 on Google. You know what? I really like to see it publicly <laughs> visible. So yes, please, please do that. Okay. And William's confirming that we got to the the theme of the room. And we didn't get to the treasure roll. So this Great. is totally what we should do next. Excellent. So one to two on a d6 will indicate treasure. Here we go. I hit the roll button. Ooh, oh no, no treasure. So <laughs> a trap with no treasure. I always find that very interesting and almost a little disappointing. Uh, yeah. At least from the player's perspective, uh, we we break this trap and we don't even get anything for our troubles. Uh, but okay. Uh, what do you want to do, Dan? How do we how do we fill in this trap room? 
It's a good question. Before I do that, I will point out that notice that it's low, it's roll low on your D6s. This was the, the case all through classic D&D that roll low on a D6 indicated a break in the status quo. Like in this case, add a new treasure. Um, and that was the topic of my blog on uh, Delta's D&D hotspot one week ago. Okay. So viewers can go look at my thesis on that issue. This this is how Dan. This is how we don't manage to finish this thing in an hour. We're we're, we're fifteen minutes in. We've yet to put a single thing in a room. Uh, so all right. Since I you don't me. have dice available, maybe yeah. so one thing you can do is you just look at this table. And um, for a fourth uh, level dungeon, mm-hmm. you'd be looking mm-hmm. at threat level three by default. Mm-hmm. So maybe mm-hmm. Paul, you can look down threat level three or the column right next to it. And is there anything? that attracts you or feels like would be good for this room five hmm, hmm, hmm. let's see i had a couple of things jump out at me let's see um i like uh a, a, a collapsing column or swinging block i like the idea of maybe i go in yeah. one of those alcoves and like because we saw some rubble there so maybe yep, yep. it's it's falling apart and stuff falls on me uh watery rooms are always fun uh we're near an underground river maybe this room floods um yeah, that's. I think that's all that's jumping out of me. Okay, so maybe maybe the collapsing column. Let me see something. Maybe something next to it. I like that. I could also go with like spears shooting out all of the alcoves all at once. Uh huh. Uh huh. To what end? But I like right? who who set this trap. Is this from the or the original creators? The 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 goodly aligned deity who was here. Did they make this trap? Did the berserkers make this trap? Uh, crazy. Okay, now I'm not supposed to say wizard because Michael last week said that was overdone. Crazy <laughs> sorcerer. Who's who's this crazy sorcerer? This is the you're introducing new NPCs. <laughs> so okay, so the reason I like collapsing is because this building is old and it's been repurposed, yep. and we see that they already the rivers run through it. So I would almost say that what if room five is just really old and fallen to bits, and um, yeah, if you go into one of those alcoves. Good chance, just the ceiling just falls on your head. Great, it's I like it. Pieces, great. I like it. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I'm gonna jump back to what? Uh, what did your? What your trap? Does your trap tell me anything about it? Just that it is collapsing. Yeah. If column. you go a couple pages in, um, mm-hmm. under traps. crushing traps, I think crushing traps. Crushing right. Collapsing. So at your option. Mm-hmm. And ten foot with ten foot area, forty six damage saver, stone for half. So if you like, you can just copy-paste that text and slap it in our dungeon and edit it to your taste. And so, in my opinion, like uh, 46, uh, save for half, feels about right at this level. I would I would copy that piece, but I want to give it a mm-hmm. little more context because I'd like to say... Oops, go away, right. die roller. Uh, I'd like to say... Uh, <clears throat> uh, room is... Uh, let's see... Scattered rubble evidence of structural failure. Um, uh, do you like do you like your traps to go off on a random chance or always? Uh, yeah, uh, by by default, I'm I'm with original D and D, where by default it goes off on a one or two on a D six. Great, if you get in the wrong place. Two and six chance when yeah. examining. Alcoves that ceiling collapses. Uh, paste. Oh, that did not go so well. Uh, if you can paste uh, unformatted text, sometimes works better. I'm on it. Hmm. Forty-six damage. Yeah, well, there you go. Yeah. Boom. Now, I'll just say, while Paul was typing that, other suggestions that we had in chat were to have a gas pocket in that room, gas which I could, I could totally have seen. Joshua came up with have the floor covered with water hiding a pit. I've done mm-hmm. that before. That's a great, mm-hmm. that's a great bit. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, um, okay, we've got, we've got our collapsing thing. So, um, what do you, what do you now, want to I do feel at this stand? point, I mean, you don't feel like we need something to lure them into the alcoves to trigger that? Like, I feel, unless you're just going to leave that for the DM running it. Yeah, that's generally, at, at this point, I, I feel like I don't want to force anything more. Then yeah. maybe, maybe stuff will come up as we, 
Okay. So he, my instinct, my my gut instinct at this point is to populate right. room four because it's the last room of this northern section that isn't populated, okay. and maybe that will give okay. me more of a sense of the overall space of what's okay. going on here. So, um, so you, here this is the process usually I go through for specials where I start to zoom out. I zoom out my look a little bit and I think about the mm-hmm. dungeon as a whole. And I say, okay, well, this whole northern section, we've got a supply room that's overrun with ants. We've got a collapsing room, big collapsing room in the in the northwest uh, section there. Uh, something special in room four. What could that something special be? Uh, how did it get here, et cetera? And that's, that's generally my creative process for, for filling out these specials. Yep, yep, yep. Um, so my, I, I feel like I'm leaning more and more towards this this section possibly being the part of the dungeon where the players can learn more about that original use case, right? Okay. Maybe this is yep. an area the berserkers avoid completely. Okay. In fact, to which end, I almost want to add a note in two that says maybe door to the north is got like, you know, skull and crossbones scratched on it or something. Nice. Like nice. The, yep. the berserkers don't want to go there because it's bad, bad, bad mojo. That's great. I like that a lot, actually. Awesome. So, to which end... And Ash is suggesting some leftover frescoes or reliefs from the old temple. Love it. Love it. Uh, yep, for for right. four or five? I could see four. Yeah. I could see... I mean, possibly I, anywhere. Where I, I was starting to lean with four is, what if we yeah. put in here a uh, foreshadowing of what's in 12? So we know in 12 right. there's a lawful saint uh, who has been taken over by this extra planar ooze. This is our big, our big bad of yep. the whole dungeon. So right. maybe four is a small little, um, uh, a, a sort of a smaller temple to that same saint or to the yeah. god, right? Maybe we have a little yeah. altar in here with a little uh, statuette of the saint. Um, and then maybe, uh, now since we're talking about, uh, you know, religious magic, maybe something happens if the PCs pray at that little altar. Maybe something good, maybe Very something good. bad. Very Who good. knows? Yep. Yeah, you know, I could also see now that we're talking about, it, I could see frescoes covering five with very interesting, attractive like figures in the alcoves that That's, people want to go investigate. Right. In fact, get dropped on. Yeah. There are four of them, so now I want those frescoes to be of like yeah. the the different stages of the life of the saint. Yeah, exactly. Great. <laughs> cool. Love it. Um, okay, so I'm going to say, uh, which is also the last stage of the PC's existence. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> frescoes in I think I spelled that wrong alcoves show the four stages of the life of saint okay it's time right. to name our saint right give me a name Dan <clears throat> um <laughs> you don't have a name generator there quickly on hand Hang on. Barcelos. 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 Uh, Barcelos. Just came up with that out of my head. Didn't read that off a of text on my book over here. <laughs> <laughs> so and I'm, put, I'm dropping into 12 here really quickly to see. That's our other mention of the saint, so let's name him. Great. Smart. Of, uh, burial location of... I don't think we need one's lawful. Just say of Saint Barcelos. So this was once a temple to a goodly lined deity and final resting place of Saint Barcelos. Maybe put maybe we'll add a little extra intro text around Saint Barcelos at some point. Yeah. Great. Um, okay, so shrine to Saint Barcelos. Um, okay, so here's where my imagination just went in the in the moment. There, uh, I don't know if you've read uh, Goblin King, uh, Goblin King, the um, Goblin Tower series by uh, Sprague de Camp. There's a bit not. in there. There's a bit in there where Jorian is in an old dilapidated temple, and he finds a little statue of a god, and he pockets it. And uh, turns out no one's worshipped this god in forever. 
uh, but it still has a link to the god, and so when he, I think when he falls asleep, Jorian can talk to it. And it tries to be helpful, but since Jorian is now his only worshiper, his very limited abilities. You know, I feel that's great. I love it. I yeah. feel like, I, I mean, weirdly, I, th I think that Michael Curtis used that in Stonehell Dungeon because my character got mm. cursed with that crap. Because I, I, I found like a frog idol, took it, and then I was like half possessed by this frog deity that had no worshippers for the rest of the campaign. So that, I haven't read uh, The Goblin King, Paul, but that I remember very, very well because I was cursed all through a DCC campaign with that crap. All right, so here's here's where I'm going with it. Trying to St. Barcelos, um, I will say that um, uh, praying to uh, Bar let's see, uh, something like uh, the spirit of Barcelos will communicate with anyone who prays to the trying to keep my text as short as possible. Uh, spirit of Barcelos will reply to any that pray and request that his icon be taken from this place. Something like that. I almost, so again, like whether Barcelos is really a nice beneficial little right. guy or Barcelos is actually like trying to deceive the players. These are those are the sort of elements that I would generally leave to the DM to decide in the moment. Interesting. Interesting. I would I would lean towards detailing that. Like yeah. I would lean towards detailing two and six you get cursed if you do that and four and six you get blessed or something like that. But Boy, yeah. that's this is this is definitely our stylistic difference here, Dan. I would I would go with DM should decide on the fly of the moment whatever is most fun for the game right then and there. Fascinating. Right. I would go with I don't trust my instincts at the time, so I, I put down I put down objective uh, dice numbers. That's funny. That is very interesting. What do you think? Uh, let, let me jump to the to the let's 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 ask our chatters, shall we? What do you think, chatters? Should we should we put in instruction here that say percent chance that the uh, that Saint Barcelos is uh, is is helpful versus uh, curse versus cursing you, or should we leave it to DM interpretation? Let us know what you think. <laughs> Ignore the fact that Paul biased that by saying percentage number. I'm just talking a number yeah. on a D6. Okay. Very simple. Okay. Very easy. It's still <laughs> okay. Uh, Great. I want to say uh, North Door. I'm, this, I'm, I'm modifying room number two now to say that North Door is locked and Skull and Crossbones are scratched into surface. I will say that, so Joshua is agreeing with me, and I, I'm almost all the time in Camp Joshua, because normally what Joshua says, I, I can't remember a time I've disagreed with it, frankly. So, wise words from Mr. Macy. Can I, um, can I say something like, um, there is a two in six chance that any who spurn his request will be cursed. How does that fit you, Dan? I like it. I like it. Now again, not everybody agrees with that, right? So some people are saying uh, keep it keep it shorter. Right. Well, I, uh, my 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 attempt to um, uh, to find a middle ground there, to find a, a uh, yeah. you know <clears throat> a compromise, was to hinge it on it only happens after you've talked to Barcelos, and dependent on whether or not you take his request seriously or not. First thing I would add that, because I feel like there has to be a bit of a payoff to the skull crossbones of like the berserkers really want to avoid the whole area up here. So I feel like there ought to be some objectively bad thing that can pop up there. Who spurns quest? Great. Great. Cool. Love it. Excellent. Great. Excellent. Excellent. So there you go. There's a special. That's. <laughs> That's how specials happen, in at least in my design <laughs> process. Um, we still have two more specials to to go here, Dan. Whew, okay, now let me. How lot. about I take? How about I drive six and okay. show what my my yeah, yeah. Uh, normal instinct is? Because I I come at it from a different direction. Paul right. does. Is I tend to grab. You know, again, if I'm playing with BX and they're giving me the specials at the end after I'm already tapped out of my creative energy. 
uh, what I do is I grab some random tables, um, actually out of the first edition DMG, roll some dice on it, and then try to make something sensible out of it and make up a story later. Interesting. So, so I'm looking at... Yeah, go ahead. I'm just going to point out, Dan, that we're looking at six. Six and seven are these two mm-hmm. rooms kind of to the south of two. Right. Um, and the interesting thing to me about them is that the, neither one has been filled. Six is special right. and seven is empty. Right. So that's interesting. There was uh, a time, right, in the last time we, we almost put the bombardier beetles in seven. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, I think, again, Joshua was saying, and then the oil's leaking out into the, into the water got stuck in my head. So um, I'm still ment- I still got mental headspace with the, with the bombardier beetles that's moving there for free. But we did, we um, did drop them in eight. Uh, correct. Yeah. We did, we did ultimately put them in eight. So Agreed. what that's worth. Yeah. Uh, yeah, just gotta give folks a close-up view of the map here. We, that's that we're talking. About. Okay, great. So let me go ahead. I'm gonna do my thing. So uh, yeah. I got first edition Appendix H here, and you know it's funny because um, uh, Gary put down Appendix G has some traps, which always looked nice, but didn't have any stats. So I'd always get hung up on that and I'd go down this rabbit hole making up stats for it. And then right after that, Appendix H has suggested features and attributes for tricks. So sometimes what I do is I, I put number I put my own numbers on here, and I, maybe I roll two or three of them and see if something catches our interest. So I will do this. Okay. So how about so just some dumb suggestions to begin with. Mm-hmm. See if mm-hmm. something makes sense. So was that there twenty two or twelve rather? Okay. So a, a fresco or a painting. So this would go with the frescoes in the temple area, mm-hmm. and then I need a D fifty of course. 37 would be uh, 37 would be that releases some kind of treasure like coins or gems a fresco or painting that releases coins or gems so I could imagine a painting of the uh, saint distributing wealth to the followers and if you interact with the painting the coins uh, become real in real space nice Nice. That's your special. Now, just out of curiosity, uh, you mentioned there you had to roll a d50. I assume to do that you rolled yeah. a d5 and a d10 to do sort of percentile I roll percentile, and if it's over 50, I subtract 50. Okay, so, so sort of like a d5 and a d10. Okay. Right. <laughs> mathematically, 100% equivalent, Paul. They're, 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 they're totally isomorphic. <laughs> great. Great. Okay, so this is room six. Um... Frescoes. Uh, spell frescoes, right? Of uh, Saint Barcelos distributing money mm-hmm. to worshippers. And what was it? If you pray, if you pray to Barcelos. Well, I, I didn't. I didn't state that. If you interact with it somehow, maybe if you take the icon from four and mm-hmm. you bring it here mm-hmm. um, and you pray to it, uh, then the the coins spill out of the painting onto the floor. How about I just say prayers to Barcelos will result prayers to Barcelos in this chamber. This chamber will result. How much? Uh, yeah, now I'm looking at our random treasure table over here. Um, so how about about five thousand silver pieces? How about that? I feel like I wanted to be big enough to get people's attention. Yeah. Okay. That's a good point. Right. So, so William. Okay. So, and then the the painting uh, reappears, but if you do it twice in so often, then you get smitten with more curse. Uh, painting reappears in how long? Maybe one d six turns. Yeah. Mm. Oh, the coins become molten. Oh, the coins become molten, Paul. <laughs> uh, is our chatter? That's killer, Uh 
uh, when do they come become molten? If I if I am greedy and you can do it a second time, right? If you're greedy in a second time, right? And then because the, the, the coins in the painting become melted and then spill onto your feet and do damage. Sup? Uh, uh. Oh, that's that's delightful. That's great. <laughs> Further prayers will result in the coins coming molten and dealing how much uh, I, 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 I bid 46 Paul. 46 that's the same as our trap so that feels good result in how, you know what how about 2d6 but no save how about that two, just 2d6 flat the prayers result in the coins becoming molten dealing 2d6 damage no save to the uh to everyone in the room. Result in the coin. Okay. That's that's really delightful. I will forty four. Now okay, now Vance. Okay, <laughs> you, you, you had it and you lost it. <laughs> You're gonna see. I almost do everything on d sixes, right? So on the DMs, and I like I, I got d twenties, I got d sixes, and I don't want to deal with anything else, frankly. Or there, agree. There we go. Great. I, I mean, me personally, now I want the frescoes not to be on the walls, but on the ceiling, so that when the coins fall, they oh! rain down, and when oh, they yeah. become molten, it's like molten rain. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's like a Sistine Chapel thing. Yeah, 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 right? yeah, yeah. Okay. Right? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. So great. I'm going to change this from <laughs> fresco to mural of St. Barcelos, distributing money to worshippers, spreads across the ceiling. Lovely. Now Vance is throwing non-platonic dice at me in the chat. And is there is there any way on YouTube like penalize viewers? Is there a feature for that? Can I... Nope. Nope. <laughs> well done, Vance. Okay. So given that that is six, let's jump over here to room seven. Um, so we have an empty room. Um, and interestingly, is a door that leads down to the river. Right. I don't know if we've decided this yet or not, Dan, and maybe this right. is too much time here, but I, one of the questions that keeps going through my head is, did this river exist when this was a goodly temple to Barcelos, or did the river come after? I'm going to say, you know, judged from Dyson's map, looking at how Area 2 is laid out, it had to come after, because you've, right. got, you've got Area 2 is symmetrical if you look at the yep. outline, plus they've got two columns actually in the water, so it had to come so, later, I think. Yep, I agree with that. And for what it's worth, I imagine that, um, therefore, before the river existed, there was probably right. a hallway off of seven here that then turned mm -hmm. north and entered room nine from the south, would be my guess. Yeah, or, or 11 or something. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There was some kind of hall here that, that eventually just has been flooded out. So uh, I just asked that because then when I'm trying to think of what might be in room seven, especially since we've established that room six is is sort of tied to the early form of the of the goodly chapel that was down here. Um, mm -hmm. what mm -hmm. is, what remains in seven? What is still in seven? Is it, is it stuff that hints more at the, at St. Barcelos? Um, maybe do the, maybe the berserkers use this as a place to put things because clearly as they're coming down the river to get to 11, this is a place yep. they could stop off. Yep. Oh, they've could already stopped be, off now, at two. Kind of like Ash, I was thinking about some hint about what's in six, perhaps. Like, I was thinking, like, collection trays, uh, bowls, and Ash is thinking about some residue of molten gunk on the floor to warn you of the dangers. So, mm -hmm. that would, any of those would be nice. Um, uh, you know, husks of bombardier beetles, like the, 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 the berserkers have taken the live ones from eight, cooked them up, and then threw the husks in seven is legitimate, I think. Mm -hmm. um, I, like, I like the idea of hinting at what's in six. Yeah. Um, right. I wonder, do you, do, are you okay with the fact that more likely they're going to hit six first than seven? I feel like... That's the one counter. Yeah. That, that's yeah. the one yeah. not super great thing about that. And we could we um, could get around that by maybe locking the door between two and six, but... Eh. Yeah. yeah, so in re so, so right. So from what you said, this would be deeper, right? It's really deeper in the temple originally. So this would be like 
an area more for the priests or something like that. But now that said, I have no qualms, yeah. Dan, here of cut pasting and flip flopping six and seven. What if seven is the room oh. with the, yep, with the yep, yep, money yep, and six that's, is the that's mm-hmm. great, great. That's the so, answer. There you yep, go. Great, nailed it. Oops! Oops! That's really key. So when, as Paul's doing that, um, you know, I certainly do that a lot when I get down to the use some random ideas is I scatter random monsters or whatever, but then I go through and I cut paste where things might make more sense or give more coherency to you. So this step of move stuff around is actually pretty key for to make something that's not totally loosely. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I love. The, I think you know, sort of the moral of the story here. I think of our of our process, Dan, is that well, we love randomization and charts and tables to key our creativity, uh, to right. spurn us on. We're very willing to toss it or or turn a blind eye or whatever as yeah. necessary, you know, because yeah, totally because yeah, the, those random tables and whatnot, those should those should uh, you know, you shouldn't feel bound to them, right? They should, they should be inspiration. So, and it's funny, like the the coins spilling out of the roof painting is like I wasn't about to come up with that today no, on my no, that's, own. But that's crazy. Uh, that's crazy. Right. Uh, um, yep. Okay. So uh, tell me about six. Uh, so we have um, um, dusty antechamber. Wow. That what just got typed there? I don't know. <laughs> dusty uh, antechamber contains. What old baskets? Is that what you're I would saying? Put, yeah, I would put like a stack of wooden bowls, and then I like Ash's idea of some silvery drippings on the floor. Yeah. Yep. 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 Oh, and maybe a drainage trough for the molten stuff, maybe. Yeah, I probably don't need that. I feel we probably don't need that. Like, I think that's... And, you know, what I'm thinking is, like, maybe... It may, I'm not saying that that's how Room 7 worked when the temple was in its original state. Like, maybe originally it was the other way around. Like, worshippers would come in and donate, right? And the, the, the coins would go up from their donations initially. But now it became overloaded. And now it comes down the other direction. Okay. Sure. Dusty Angie Tamper contains a stack of wooden bowls and traces of now-hardened silver drippings. Yeah. Yeah, I like yeah. that. Okay. Yeah. Yep. I feel like I'll, I mean I like a lot of things you're saying, and again, this is I feel like this is stuff that I would let the DM fill in. As oh they yeah. Go. Now that I'm totally totally agree yeah. on, particularly in the one page format. Yeah, that is me just kind of riffing. Like again, you know, see, I the, the stuff that's gonna the stuff that's gonna punish the players. Like, do you get cursed or you get it trapped? I want to see specific damage numbers there. I want to mm-hmm. see specific effects because when I'm riffing in game i don't want to go overboard on how hard i hammer the pcs frankly so i that that's the stuff that i want specifics down and then the story around it that you can make up go to go to town interesting interesting hmm. Hmm. well there's a whole sub sub uh sub conversation here to be had dan of like well what does it mean to be cursed what's that even Agree. Uh, you know, I and I would go in the direction of filling that out more if we had more time. But uh, yeah. so we're getting some ideas down, and again, I would come by and maybe put more detail to it later myself. I think we're seeing some VMix stuff there. Up Oops, so sorry. Yeah. Sorry about that. Uh, what I was trying to do was bring up the 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 um, uh, eastern half here of the map because we're down to rooms nine and ten. Um, this maybe this zoom is not even perfect because uh, uh, just kind of bring us back to where we can see the whole map. Okay, so we have nine and ten, kind of the central rooms here. Uh, yeah. Nine is empty. Ten contains a special. Um, uh, okay, so let's let's start with nine. I feel like so nine is interesting, right? Because it's kind of the central antechamber, right? It has. You know, mm-hmm. it, as I imagine, the original temple it, it splits off in all directions. Um, it's uh, you're getting close to the berserkers and the big, the big bad in twelve. Mm-hmm. So I kind of want to hint at that. So, uh, so I, I feel like this is the point where the tension should start going up a little bit, right? Right. Great. So here are things that I would expect to see in nine. Um, maybe 
some uh, boats or broken oars or other evidence of landing in the south side. Maybe I'm not. I'm not sure if the berserkers come through nine and then walk up to twelve, or if they land in eleven. Um, and I would expect maybe maybe there's some little glistening trails of something oozy on the floor. Some yeah, little smart. slime trails here and there. Yeah, great. On around number nine, that's what I would like to see in nine. What do you think? Yeah, those are good. And I'm looking at some comments here. Uh, William suggested more canoes, boats, and then hearing the the the, the revelry from eleven, possibly, mm-hmm. uh, possibly an original purification chamber. I like that a lot, actually. Um, yeah. Oh, now I'm thinking. I, I want to continue. At the same time, I'm looking at. And I'm thinking there ought to be something dangerous in 10 preventing people from landing there. Right? I agree. Because the water also I, goes through 10. Yeah. So I'm like, why didn't they just land at 10 and save themselves off the hassle? I agree. I agree with that. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So let's, but I, 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 I feel like my head's fully in nine here. So I want to finish nine. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, I, I want to continue the frescoes thing, right? We've seen, we've seen a big mural right. painted on the ceiling. We've seen, uh, you know, uh, frescoes at five. But right. I want to say that these ones maybe have been defaced. Yep, right. exactly. Let's have some and defaced they, been frescoes. In a weird way, they've been scoured by some kind of supernatural black pudding thing. Great. Um, okay. Uh, let's say... Um... Ooh, or a metal sensor oozing. I kind of like that from ADB. I want to I I say... Uh, first of all, I want to put... A, I was trying to think of like something on the south, some evidence that of boat travel... Yeah. I want to actually put an old boat here. Let's have an old boat. That way, let's give the players a boat, right? We, yeah. gave, we put them on the river. Let's give them a boat. Although, I guess maybe they had a, they got a boat at number two if they wanted it. Right. Right. Yeah. Eh, yeah. Okay. Uh, leaky boat and broken oars lie near the... Lie on the ground near the southern entrance um frescoes to uh, of saint barcelos have been defaced um pitted can i can i say that they have been uh uh I, I want I want to I want to key here into the asymmetrical nature of our of our of our berserkers. And I want to say that images of him have been defaced on the left side or something like that. Great, great. Uh, on the sinister side. <laughs> or, uh, other way around, they're defaced on the right, and it only leaves the sinister side. How about that? Uh, <laughs> That was too it's much of a too, deep too, cut. Too specific. Do whatever side you want. Well, yeah, I'm I, not actually saying that we write down we, leaving the yeah, sinister yeah, side. Yeah. I'm just saying make it the right Saint side, Barcelona's. and then I can think that. Based on... Um, but I'm trying to figure out how to how to word this to make it clear that it's the side of St. Barcelos and not the side of the room. Presidents uh, <laughs> have been defaced. Images of the saint uh, are... Um, what uh, are have <clears throat> have been modified? Have, uh, have had I would just one go, side. I would just, one you know side. what? I would actually make this a little shorter and just yeah, make it yeah, have yeah, been yeah, scarred yeah. and pitted and defaced. And I would honestly, at this point, I just do that. Fine. Okay. Yep. Leave it. Leave it. Add an oozing sensor. In there, I mean, at, at other DMs may add an oozing sensor as you play this. We don't an have to oozing it. sensor. Yeah. What even is that? You've confused me. Wait, what, okay, we'll, we'll come if we have time. We'll come back for that. We got about ten minutes at this point, Paul. Yep, our, yep, yep, yep. Uh, we got we got one room left here. We still got to finish. Yeah, I think it's 10. a great idea if we come back for that. Okay. Great. What's what's in room ten? Why do the berserkers not land there? Do you want to go? So we have two. We have our two competing special approaches. Uh, mm-hmm. Does an, does a good idea uh, pop up to you, or, or a viewer can tell us what's the what's the special intent that that keeps people from landing there? Mm-mm-mm. 
Um, I'm trying to remind myself. What's in 12? Uh, I'm going to start rolling, and if yep, we get stumped, so I'm going to go to my round. I'm not going to tell you what it is right now, but... Um, okay. Uh, okay. Here, here's my pitch to you, Dan. Yeah. I'm looking at the map. I think that room 10 uh, is mm -hmm. flooded. That there's maybe what appears to be a couple inches of water on the ground. Maybe, okay. in fact, maybe the whole floor has collapsed and it's actually much mm -hmm. deeper than that, but you can't tell. Mm -hmm. um, that, uh, that the floor of 10 has collapsed. Uh, filling the room with water, what appears to be six inches, is actually mm -hmm. a deep pit with a severe undertow. Great, that is a great, that is a great. Now I'm gonna, I'm just gonna pitch yeah. what I came up with randomly. Uh huh. Okay, because I just again it accidentally just keys into the asymmetric shrine idea. There's more frescoes on the walls, but they're upside down, and if you enter room ten the gravity is reversed and you get smashed against the ceiling. I think that reversed gravity traps are about the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. In oh! Yeah. Sorry, Dan. Don't like them at all. Oh! Don't like them at all. Oh, I have oh, wounded I haven't been Dan. injured wounded like that since the big bad. It doesn't make oh, any sense. Why does that got to do with St. Barcelos? What does that got to do oh, with an ooze? It's, it's just pure goofiness. It's just it's, goofy. It's the, whole, it's the wrong direction. And, and then they try trap. to pull the canoe in and it gets that, smashed against the ceiling. That, that oh. also, for me, that feels oh, not Lord. like what a, what a special is. A special is a thing where I should be able to look in and say, nope, not interested, and leave. Right? Yours is a trap that's going to be a bad need. sign. Mm -hmm. okay. Definitely right. don't like it. Okay. Uh, Ashley's right. both ideas sound more like traps than specials. Um, okay. which I agree with. Um, but yeah. I would I would be tempted to really limit the the danger of the deep water there maybe say that that uh you know only only exploring the center of it or only diving within it would likely uh you know really suck you in great that's, that's perfectly fine the wandering right. dm security council has vetoed the the, the anti-gravity i don't so i don't like anti-gravity that's, oh. that's one of those one of those gygaxianisms that i've always found really goofy like wow like those like wow. these unfortunate 45 degree angle hallways no thanks it's just silly I, you know i wouldn't want to overuse it right it could be overused and i feel like in this particular case i feel it actually does key into the theme of the uh I really see it doesn't for me like i feel like that's like direction. like a, like yeah. an evil wizard's layer okay yeah you're gonna have traps like yeah. that but like yeah. this why what who who made that and why it, it just... extra dimensional ooze has screwed up the uh direction of uh the, okay. the orientation okay. of well, space okay here we go this is this is now we get into the meat of it unfortunately we have like five minutes left but <laughs> Oh, uh, now if you want to put like a weird extra dimensional spin mm -hmm. on it, maybe there's a nice crack in the ceiling into extra dimensional mm -hmm. space and the foot of water across number 10, which is covered in a glistening oily substance is dripping up into the crack. Adore it. Great. Absolutely adore okay. it. Okay. Yep. There you go. We we got there. We got there eventually. Great. Giving giving you giving you your your reverse gravity Thank by you. keying it in Thank to you. the nature of the extra Thank dimensional you. ooze. Uh, <laughs> now Ash is disputing with me that the uh, that the upside down gravity oh, counts crap. as being symmetrical with normal gravity, and for it to be asymmetrical, it should be going in another direction, possibly diagonal. Gravity. <laughs> Room, I like this a lot. Uh, foot of water covers the floor, which is coated in a in an oily sheen, drips of which fall up into the crack. Great. Great. There you go. Extra dimensional crack in the ceiling. Reverses gravity in this room. A foot of water covers the floor, which is coated in an oily sheen. Drips of which fall up into the crack. Uh, not, not, you know. Awesome. 
There will be some editing done, folks. There will be an yeah, edit yeah. pass. Okay. I don't. I'm not, yeah. I'm not committed to any of the language I've used at this point, and I'll point that out. That always yeah. with okay. my stuff, there's a, a, a secondary pass with uh, editing. Right. Great. So basically, this thing is basically done apart from edits. Uh, what I would yeah. come back and do as a final step before you know putting this in front of people is I would fill in the little brief description up here. Uh, this section, I would probably expand this little notes section at the top yeah. before you get into the key right. locations. I'd expand that to two or three paragraphs. Keep it light right. and short, but just generally give an overview of the space. Stuff we've already talked about. Nothing that would come right. as a surprise to anyone who listened to the podcasts. Mm -hmm. um, but just give that kind of overview of this is what the space is like. And then and then the key locations. Done yeah. and done. And, you know, that was a discussion we were actually having uh, a week back or two on our post-show chat on our Discord, actually, is we a couple of us were debating about extent of room information, and some people like it just one or two lines or about this size. Some of us like it maybe two paragraphs in size, and several of us really liked having it. you got to at least have a little bit of a descriptive overview to start a level, and we find that to be very helpful. Mm-hmm. 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 Exciting. Well, here's what we're going to do, uh, viewers. Uh, we will clean up this document. Uh, we'll make it nice. We'll put a pretty cover on it, um, clean up the text, etc. But it'll be a, a, a one or two pager. Uh, we will drop this PDF on our Patreon, free for all of our patrons. If you uh, are a patron, uh, yeah, sorry, I think I got that wrong, Dan. I think for uh backer tier am i getting the tiers right the second tier right second I, yeah I think. <laughs> which i think is called backer uh we gotta rename our i tiers. used to have this memorized and <laughs> yeah. then we got yeah. confused and yeah. now i'll never get it again yep um yep so free for our backer uh, mm -hmm. uh tiers and above uh we will also um drop this onto our uh our drive through rpg account which we are in the midst of creating yeah uh, so that'll be available to anyone else who just uh specifically likes this particular thing and yeah. you know put it up there for, for pretty pretty cheap uh, and i like this idea you know in this state right here i'd be happy to run this i could grab this and i feel like i could run this it's you know well enough so yeah. uh yeah i think I that's a runnable adventure i i totally agree i totally agree yeah that was a lot of fun Dan, I would love to do this again. Uh, I think we can get it down to an hour. Um, if we wanted to make this a regular feature, I would suggest we do something like give a, give an intro video of just our process so that, that when we do this in the future, we can just go, just knock them out. Bing, bang, boom. I totally agree. I, I can't tell you, I can't express <laughs> to you how hot I am. I mean, you, you know I'm fairly competitive, Paul. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. And I, I can't tell, how, tell you how hot I am to, to I want to get that run right now yeah. and try a, an actual sprint one hour because, yes, I really feel like we can do it. I do, too. And you know so what? I, I think you know, that's Paul, it's not challenge. like you and I have designed dungeons together before this, frankly. Yeah. So, uh, you know, you and I are actually hashing out what our mutual process looks like. Yeah. Um, I so I agree that once we, once we offload that, I bet we can be a lot faster. Yeah. Um, now that said, viewers, we've heard you that um, uh, you would like to see more of our chats, more of our one-on-one -on -one chats in the future. Maybe uh, mm -hmm. you know less of a focus on on uh, interviews. Uh, and so, I, the last thing I want to do is make yet another feature on this show that takes away from our time to do those those interesting chats. So, um, so we'll, we'll expect expect some some good old fashioned Dan and Paul Dan and Paul chat. <laughs> work 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 at lips. Um, coming up in the future uh, but if you would like to see more of these if this is scratches yeah. an itch that you like please yeah. let us know in the comments below we want to hear from you uh, tell us what you would like to see in future episodes uh, more of this uh, more more discussions more interviews whatever it is you like let us know we'd love to hear from you we definitely want to hear that and of course remember maybe if you're new to the channel that you can like and follow and subscribe to us the wandering dms on youtube and facebook and twitter and twitch and also github if you're a coder um and so we'd love to see you there and get updates on what we are doing next time we do a design dash or upcoming guests or things like that and we do have the handle wandering dms on all of those sites so please look for us there if you prefer to listen to our show in audio-only podcast format, you can do so. The podcasts are available on our website at wanderingdms.com and through other carriers such as Google Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify. If you are listening to us from one of those carriers, please take a moment to rate and review us there on that site. That helps other users of that site find us, and we really appreciate it. We really do. 
Of course, uh, huge thanks to our patrons who support the Wandering DMs channel. And if you're in a position to join them, please visit patreon.com slash wanderingdms. And we have a couple different tier levels. And in those, you'll get discounts on merch, access to our private Discord server. Uh, we try to do monthly behind the scenes videos, like a breakfast briefing like we released a, a week ago, polls and surveys. You'll start getting our dungeon design dash products that we were just talking about. And we also have an after party chat after the every Sunday show. And we'll be there in about 10 minutes on Discord for that. Uh, don't forget that Paul has 10 Dead Rats coming up Monday night at 8 p.m. Uh, and we are we just had a book of war uh, last night, actually, our D&D Wargaming session. So you can look for that. We got to be back in about two weeks for that. Uh, and of course, we are live every Sunday at 1 p.m. Eastern time. So we hope that if you enjoyed today, you'll come back next week for another thought-provoking discussion. We'll see you then.